Hello, everybody. My name is Steve Lally, and I'm a storyteller. And you're all very welcome to Sound Stories here on RT Junior. Well, I have a very special story for you tonight, collected by a man called Joseph Jacobs in his book, Celtic Fairy Tales, which was published way back in 1892. I was first introduced to this lovely wee ghost story, which hails from Bonnie, Scotland, by the great Scottish storyteller, Jerry Durkin. Now, Jerry, I've worked with for a long time as a read for good storyteller. We go into children's hospitals all over the UK to encourage children to read and listen to stories. And I'm very proud to say that I'm their official storyteller in the north of Ireland at the Royal Victoria Hospital for Sick Children. Well, I have to say, when I first heard Jerry tell this story, I was mesmerised. <laughs> Especially in his strong Glaswegian accent. And I certainly hope I can do it some justice. So sit back and listen to the spooky tale from Bonnie Scotland called The Sprightly Tailor. Long, long ago, a sprightly tailor was ordered by the great Laird MacDonald to go to his castle in Saddell, a small Scottish village situated on the east side of the Kintyre Peninsula of Argyll and Butte, overlooking the Isle of Arran. him to make a new pair of trues, which was a vest and breeches united in one piece, and ornamented with fringes. They were very comfortable, you know, and were also suitable to wear for walking and dancing. MacDonald had said to the tailor that if he would make the trues by night in the church, he would get a handsome reward, for it was thought that the old ruined church was haunted and that fearsome things were to be seen there at night. The tailor was well aware of this, but he was sprightly and energetic. So when the laird dared him to make the trues by night in the church, the tailor was not to be intimidated, but took it in hand to gain the prize. Mm -hmm. 
So when the night came, away he went up the glen, about half a mile distance from the castle, till he came to the old church. Then he picked a nice gravestone for a seat. And he lit his candle and put on his thimble and set to work at the trues, plying his needle nimbly, thinking about the reward that the lard would have to give him. For some time, he got on pretty well, until he felt the floor tremble under his feet. And looking about him, but keeping his fingers at work, he saw the appearance of a great monstrous head with green skin and bulging red eyes rising up through the stone pavement of the church. And when the head had risen above the surface, there came from its large fanged mouth a great, great voice. Do you see this great head of mine? I'll see that, but I'll sew this, replied the sprightly tailor as he stitched away at the trues. Then the head rose higher up through the pavement until its neck appeared. When its neck was shown, the thundering voice came again and said, Do you see this great neck of mine? Aye, I'll see that, but also this, said the sprightly tailor as he stitched away at his trues. Then the head and neck rose higher still until the great shoulders and chest were shown above the ground. And again, the mighty voice thundered. Do you see this great chest of mine? I see that, but also this, answered the tailor, as he stitched harder at his trues, making long and wide stitches, for he knew he had no time to lose. Then the terrible creature used its great arms to push itself up from the hole in the floor. It turned around and started pointing at its big behind and said, Do you see this great boogie man? Aye, I wish I didn't see it, but I'll saw this. The sprightly tailor was making longer and wider stitches when he saw the monster gradually rising and rising through the floor, until it lifted out a great leg, and stamping with it upon the pavement, said in a roaring voice, Do you see this great leg of mine? I, I, I see that, but 
I'll sew this, cried the tailor as his fingers flew with the needle and he took such long stitches that he was just come to the end of the trues when it was taking up its other leg. But before he could pull it out of the pavement, the sprightly tailor had finished his task. He blew out his candle and springing from his gravestone, he buckled up and ran out of the church with the trues under his arm. Then the fearsome thing gave a loud roar and stamped with both its feet upon the pavement. And out of the church, the monster stomped after the sprightly tailor. Down the glen they ran, faster than a rushing stream. But the tailor, with his nimble pair of legs, had a head start. And he did not choose to lose the laird's reward. And the fearsome beastie roared. Stop! Get back here, you wee jugger! Yet the sprightly tailor was not a man to be obliged to a monster. So he held his trues tight and let no darkness grow under his feet until he reached Sadell Castle. He had no sooner got inside the gate and shut it when the monster came up to it. And enraged at losing his prize, he struck the wall above the gate and left upon it a mark with his five great fingers. And you can still see them plainly to this day if you look close enough. But the sprightly tailor gained his reward, for Laird MacDonald paid him handsomely for the truth. Anne was very impressed that the tailor had survived the night. The tailor didn't waste any time and ran away as fast as he could before the Laird noticed the long and wide stitching. Well, that night, Laird MacDonald held his great Halloween banquet with music and dancing. He was very eager to show off his new truths to his guests. Music began. MacDonald hit the floor and started to spin around in a very fast jig. He didn't notice that the large and wide stitches started to come apart. Eventually the stitches in the trues all unraveled and the trues fell from MacDonald's body, exposing his big bahooky to everyone who dared look. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, 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 oh,